The chase. It, Episode it, 16. They played tag. There was a chase. Cool. Yeah. All right. Goodbye. Bye. What 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 happened in the chase there? Um. So we opened up and we saw some Daleks. Oh shit! Oh, that's right. We had a cliffhanger from last yeah, episode. Yeah, we, we had a cliffhanger, that. and it was like, oh fuck! Yeah. And we see that the crew is in time and space again, and there's a very tiny, tiny TARDIS and some sick piano jazz, which was oh, man. a reoccurring thing throughout this entire episode. It was just like nice jazz stings, and it was just like, oh, okay, that's 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 nice. That's actually kind of a it's a little bit much with how much they used it, but it was nice. It was a nice change. Um, yeah, yeah. The doctor is working on his t- space time visualizer that he got. <laughs> to what? space? Yes. And mumbling about how Vicky needs to stop fucking whistling and being an annoyance. So she storms off, feeling annoyed. She also then comes up to Ian, asks what he's reading, and it's something about monsters from out of sp- outer space. And he's like, this book isn't very believable. Ha ha. Yep. And then she, like, leans on his shoulder and he's like, no, go the fuck away. Like, you're being annoying. So she's like, I'm just such an annoyance. So she goes to Barbara and says that she's redundant and a useless of a person. And then she, like, sits on the bed and knocks over Barbara's tea onto what Barbara's doing. And Barbara's like, Vicky, why did you? This was a dress for you. Vicky, you fucking useless (laughs) bitch. It's like, Vicky, you're not you. Vicky, you useless cunt. Oh, my God. Um, so yeah. the time space thingy is working kind of, but it makes a bunch of noise and it hurt not only my ears, but everyone on the crew's ears. And it apparently converts neutrons of light into energy because it records hi- neutrons of light record history of what happened and the time space thingy basically is a TV to see those things because everything is recorded in light neutrons. Also known as Venderman's Law. Yes. and It's not a real thing. I don't think so. And apparently Vicky's I... World was working on time television, apparently, at the Vicky's same... Vicky's World? You mean Vicky's Time? Yes. Her world was Earth. Uh, fine. Was working on the time-space television at the time that she left, and they're like, I could have fixed it for you, and the doctor was like, no, fuck off. And they go, okay. Uh, they ask Ian for an exact date, time, and location for something, and he's like, alright, I can think of something, and he gives something, and then they put a, a slab into the the time-space TV, and it's Lincoln, and it's the Gettysburg Address, being read. <gasps> Wowie! The Lincoln-y? The lincoln Mr. P- Copper Penny himself. Hat and everything? No, there was, he didn't have a hat. Oh. He took oh. his hat off for the Gettysburg Address, what? Did it, did it get shot off? No, that's not until the Ford Theater. Uh oh. Okay. Yes. Um, and then the image kind of fizzes out, and then it's Barbara's turn to come up with a new one. And then she does, and they see Queen Elizabeth the first and a dude talking, and then a, he brings up a second dude, and it's Shakespeare. And he's like, I'm so sorry, I've insulted you in the castle, and blah blah blah. And he's like, Oh no, I actually found it hilarious. Yeah. But who is he talking to, dear? Queen Elizabeth the First. 
Oh my god. I, I said that, but alright. And she's like, well, why don't you make, like, a romance story? Because that seems like it'd be pretty good. And he's like, I will consider it. And then the other guy comes up and goes, hey, have you heard about Hamlet? And Shakespeare's like, mm, it doesn't really feel like my sort of thing. And then he walks away and kind of does, like, a think moment. He's like, hmm, Hamlet, you say. And then it cuts. Because that's how Hamlet was made, I guess. Um, Vicky ooh, decides to choose something and has 1965 come up. And she's watching the Beatles. Because of course she is. And this is filmed around the time of Beatlemania so like I get it but also I'm just sitting here like mm-hmm. mm. and she she calls it what was it classical music or something or something like yeah, that it's classical like, music she was I, like I didn't know they played classical music though mm-hmm. and me and Gabe had the whole conversation of like this was still kind of in their like poppy age this was like the height of Beatles fever before they went and took a shit ton of drugs so yeah. Uh, so they are about to materialize, and the doctor's like, "Turn off the machine." Uh, but and Vicky, quote unquote, turns off the machine, but doesn't really. And they all head out. And outside is a desert, and there's two suns, and it's really hot. Oh shit! Two, yeah, two two bright suns. Mm-hmm. They move very quickly. That is a key point here. Um, but they don't think that there's too much to explore. So the doctor gives Ian a TARDIS magnet, which I, th- I believe points to the TARDIS at any given time. Yeah. Ah, I was right. Um, no. <laughs> no. Eh, don't worry about it. Okay. Vicky fucks off uh, over the hill. To it, s- it, it basically does. It basically, like, point. It's basically a TARDIS compass. Yeah, that, that, yeah. Uh, so Vicky fucks off over a hill to see if there's anything, and Ian follows her. And she trips over something, and it's weird and melted and wet and stinky, but at least it's not acid. Ha ha! Uh, but there's also a whole trail of blood leading away from all the creepy things. And they decide to follow the trail, and then suddenly a tentacle comes out of the sand. So oh. <gasps> Tentacles! Oh, just one. Just one. Uh, oh, okay. The, yeah. The doctor and Barbara are sunbathing and singing. And then Barbara suddenly hears the visualizer being on. And she's like, wow, that hurts my ears. I'm going to go turn it off. I've had enough sun anyway. But Barbara can't seem to turn it off. And then she sees a whole bunch of Daleks talking and calls for the doctor. And we find out that the Daleks have made a time machine and they have located the TARDIS. And... The Daleks all leave and the door closes behind them, setting them off into time and space. Uh, and the doctor's like, we have to leave right now. And Vic- and not Vicky. And Barbara's like, wait, why? And they're like, this TV only shows the past, meaning that it's already happened. Oh. Well, yeah. Yeah, it only shows the past. So they realize, oh, shit, they're already on their way. Mm-hmm. Fuck. <laughs> Ian and Vicky are exhausted on top of a mountain and talk about wanting to go back. And then Ian suddenly finds a ring in the sand and Vicky freaks out a little bit about it. Uh, about how, as a ki- I'm trying to get this right, 
as a kid, she was near a castle and there was a ring. And they said that if they, as kids, if they pulled the ring, the drawbridge would drop and something terrible would come out. So it was a horrible childhood experience that she remembers. And Ian's like, there's nothing around here to open, so should I pull it? And Vicky's like, yeah, sure, why not? So Ian pulls it and he literally just rips it out of the sand. And then yeah. they, they go to walk away and a door opens behind them. Oh, and <gasps> dun, dun, dun. and Vicky goes down to check whatever it is down there because they're curious as hell, of course. And there's apparently steps. We cut to Barbara yelling for them to come back so they can leave, and they don't hear them. And Ian and Vicky uh, find some plush carpet and continue down the stairs. And then the door closes behind them, and a horrible tentacle octopus thing is in there with them, because of course. And Barbara well, and the doctor are continuing to wander through now a sandstorm, lost entirely of where the TARDIS is and collapsed behind a rock. No, to... no, it's all right. The doctor will just get the, the TARDIS. Ca- oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh. So they hide oh, behind no. a rock to avoid being cold and the sand, which actually, you are actually supposed to do, if possible, in a sandstorm. Or an avalanche, actually, I believe. Um... The next morning, everyone is awake and covered in sand, and the TARDIS is gone, and the entire landscape has changed, and the Doctor realizes that he doesn't have another TARDIS magnet, which is fucking hilarious that he doesn't have two. Well, (laughs) yeah, you'd expect him to have more than one. You would think. Um, And then they see a Dalek rising up out of the sand, and it sounds like it's coughing, and it's hilarious, and then that's where the episode ends. I this is another one of those great episodes. Um, written by the same guy. I mean, it's a Dalek episode in the '60s, so it's written mm-hmm. by the same fucking man because yeah. he owns those creatures. So written by Terry Nation, and uh, he he took a page from when he wrote the Keys of Marinus. You probably realize because this episode is like kind of similar to it, and mm-hmm. that every episode is like a mini story in a different arc going to different places. Yeah, uh, all under a framework of a of a larger story. Yes. Um. So, fun fact about the Beatles clip in mm-hmm. this. Um. So it's kind of ironic considering how many episodes of Doctor Who have been lost to time. The pe- the performance that they took the clip from. The only surviving footage of it is uh-huh. in this episode. Oh. And even funnier is the fact that they lost the licensing restrictions to it. So oh. it's actually edited out of every DVD release oh. uh, from that's not in the UK or Australian uh, region. Oh. So it's like, that's fucking dumb and hilarious. Yes. Uh, anyway, what you are the, the only person that owns has video of this thing, but you can't own it. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, what happens in the next episode? What's the next episode called? Because I know what it's called. It's, ca- it, it's called the well, death. It's called the death of time. Oh, oh. Yeah. Why would they kill time, dear? I don't know. Why would they kill time? What did time ever do to you? I'm not sure, but there is another spo- smooth piano intro. Um, Spooth piano intro And Barbara and the doctor uh, Spot more Daleks everywhere And they're looking for the TARDIS 
with a seismic sur- a, a, okay, I wrote seismic search dues, um, but I believe it's supposed to be like a tool, and they will kill all the humans that they find, and they're going to leave fishy getting up to leave, and there's a fishy man standing across from them, uh, and there's sorry, I'm trying to fucking read my fucking notes. You can't read your own notes, can you? I can't, can I? Um, getting up to leave, there's fishy men standing across from them, from Barbara and the doctor, right? Um, mm-hmm. But then we cut to Ian and Vicky, and there's also more octopuses in every room that Ian and Vicky go to, because they're running away. But then also we cut back to the Daleks and find that they have found the tracks of humans, but then they see what I called at the time a cactus man walking towards them and instantly shoot him. But he was apparently uh, a resident of the planet and is just living there. And the fishmen talk to the doctor and Barbara and say that this was a vast ocean, but now it's a desert and they're called the Iridians. Arid- Ar- Iridians, yes, because... They live it's... in an arid planet. Yes, scam, I get it. Do you get it? Do but you why get it? but why were they named the Iridians before it was a desert? Fucking irony. <laughs> They're now land dwelling, and there's a thing called the Mire Beast that lived in the slime below the ocean, uh, which is now in the airlocks that go to where their underground city is. And that's what's chasing Ian and Vicky currently. Uh, but the airlocks are all to be exploded, but that might be where Ian and Vicky are. So they're like, we should figure that out. And Barbara stands up and like tries to stop them. And everyone's like <laughs> hissing, at he- hissing at her because they're like thinking she's going to attack them or something. And they're like, there's no time. And then they look at the sun and go, there's some time. Let's go. And they go. And then we find Vicky being choked out by a Meyer beast. And mm-hmm. the explosion actually goes off anyway before everyone can get there. And it knocks Ian out. Or or kills him. E- either or. We're not sure at this point. Um, I also just realized Ian gets knocked out three times in this episode. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> I, I Quite a number of those times are due to other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Barbara arrives at the gate to the city slash airlock and offer to go inside and they open it up, hop in, and they're like, all right, let's go find uh, the, the everybody and the TARDIS. And actually, the Daleks have found the TARDIS and it's under the sand. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. And, but Barbara is very, very worried about her boyfriend, but the doctor is fine. And so Barbara tries to take a nap, and the Iridians come down to talk to them and go, Hey, the uh, tunnels are blocked off to stop the advance of the Meyerbees. And, hey, Barbara's asleep, so we're going to talk to you and say that the leader of the Daleks have told the Iridians to hand over y'all, or the city's going to be destroyed. And at this point, I was like, what's with all the new stings that were happening? There were quite a few new ones this time around. Uh, so Vicky... Well, c- hmm. I'll get to it. Vicky comes out and uh, sees the TARDIS being dug up by two Iridians that were 
being forced by the Daleks, and then they try to run off and get their insides microwaved. And then they, the Daleks try to start to microwave the TARDIS, but it doesn't really do anything, so they just wait for the prisoners to come out because they made a deal with the Iridians. So they're like, all right, well, we have the TARDIS and we have, you know, the Doctor and everybody coming, so we should be good. And Vicky starts to walk back into the mines, um, going side to side to side to side. And mm-hmm. Barbara finally wakes up from her nice nap. And the news... Little nappy. And then the news from the elders is that the Daleks are going to go ahead and take them, because that's what they decided to do. And apparently that's utter bullshit. We all know it. And Ian has awoken now and found himself arrested by a dead octopus. Uh, but the Iridians find Vicky and grab her. And the wall behind the doctor and Barbara keep jiggling and dropping sand all over them. And they're like, huh, that's weird. And she men- and Vicky mentions that she found the TARDIS. And then the Iridians come in to come after them. Uh, and so they can give them to the Daleks so they don't die. But then suddenly a tentacle comes out of the rock and grabs Barbara. And <gasps> so they all try to fight it. And then it captures an Iridian instead. And Barbara tries to help them, actually. But like the doctor pulls her away and he's dead. And Ian is then seen crawling up towards the TARDIS exit that Vicky found. And another Dalek comes up and mentions that the prisoners have been lost. And the Iridians now only have an hour to find them before they blow up their city. And then Ian meets up with the crew. But he has a plan. And he steals Barbara's cardigan uh, again. This is like the third, second, third time. Yeah, well, the, he he literally goes, "Can I borrow your cardigan?" She goes, "Oh no, not again." Mm-hmm. No, my nice cardigan. And they make a trap with the doctor's coat and her cardigan and some sticks and sand, so that the Dalek would try to go over it, thinking that there's not a step there because they basically hid that step under the jackets, and it would fall out from under him and make him trip down the stairs. Hee hee. And then they're <laughs> And then everyone kinda like sneaks out except for the doctor and Ian. And they hide behind two hills going, Yo! Woohoo! Hey you! Hey! Woohoo! Woohoo! And to get the Daleks' attention. And then we <laughs> We see a silhouette of a Dalek moving and then it just falls over. <laughs> And it was hilarious. And the other three Daleks have showed up now, but everyone is in the in the TARDIS and it whooshes his way. And they are apparently to be pursued through all of eternity, says the Daleks, and then they follow them. And that's the episode. Yeah, pretty mm-hmm. much. Um, I mean, okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure you saw it. You what? You Actually, I don't think you did actually watch it. Um... But the, the tricycles the scene. Well, no, not the tricycles. That's kind of what they are inside. Mm-hmm. Um, but the scene where the Dalek comes out of the sand uh, physically wasn't possible to do because of the way, like, the sand uh, would have created like a suction mm-hmm. with um, uh, with the the sand as it went up, so it would have been physically impossible. So what they literally did was. Just get, like, a, a small figure of a Dalek that they made, pile it on, like, a table with sand, and slowly push it up, and it's so adorable. <laughs> I did not notice that. I actually thought it was a real-sized Dalek. That's lovely. They do a really good job of, um, of, of, uh, keeping it 
like pretty well done. Like because the Dalek well. was far enough away from the camera in perspective, the sand grains basically didn't look mm. big enough to me. So I was like, okay, yeah, that that works. So also, you know how the Beatles appeared in a clip. Mm-hmm. Um, they were actually originally. Wait, the Beatles be... were in this episode. They were actually going to be in the episode themselves, oh. performing as like old men in the twenty first century, <laughs> as like a, like like themselves as old men, but uh-huh. their manager didn't want them to do it, so they didn't. It would have been fucking great though. It would have been. It would have been amazing. That is um, amazing. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> you you notice the incidental music and like. I recognize it immediately as Dudley Simpson because there's a lot of xylophones. Uh, yes, there are so many he, xylophones. That, that man loves his fucking xylophones he and does. I love him for it. He does. Uh, he, was only ch- he was only hired to do the incidental music for it because uh, the guy they originally wanted didn't want to do it. Like, he wasn't available, so it's like, oh man, but also at the same time, oh hell yeah. Oh hell yeah, xylophones. <laughs> um, uh, also, the original inhabitants of Iridius... Mm-hmm. Uh, they were meant to be, like, ugly, hunchbacked creatures, but, you know, budgets. Mm-hmm. Budgets, you know. I mean, well. their bald caps were already coming up, so I can't even imagine the hunchbacked creatures. True. Um, so, other changes from the original script in mm-hmm. the, uh, the space-time visualizer was, uh, in the original, tr- in the original st- timeline, uh, story... Uh, the crew were to witness Shakespeare discussing his, with his wife the possibility of allowing Francis Bacon to use his name on Bacon's plays, as well as a speech by Winston Churchill, and Ian and Vicky would see through the sands the vast underground Iridian city, and mm-hmm. uh, Ian and Baba, yeah, yeah. So there were a whole heap of different like scenes that they wanted to put in the uh, space time. A lot of it budget, a lot of it just, like, they needed to only have a few in there at once. Yeah. Like, they didn't they didn't want to put too many things in mm-hmm. there, because um, otherwise it would just be, you know... Yeah. Then, then like, the entire thing would have just been fucking nothing but references. Uh-huh. Anyway, next episode, what happens? Well, it's a flight in uh, through eternity, and it's actually a pretty straightforward uh, episode. There's a lot of little... Uh, Little stories thrown together so we can get through them pretty quickly. Um, so everyone is excited and cheering on the ship that they're leaving. And Ian is finally taking care of his head. And they're like, we should never run into them ever again. Ha ha. And the doctor's like, wait, no, we're going to run into them again. Because they're following them. And we see the Dalek time machine. And it's kind of kind of boring. And they're talking a lot How about how close they are behind the TARDIS. Vicky mm-hmm. gives Barbara a guava snack, uh, which is something. And then we find out that the computer on the TARDIS takes 12 minutes to reorient, or re- reorientate and recharge before they can take off again. Um, so they have 12 minutes to do whatever they need to do. And then they can take off again and try to get away from the Daleks. Continuing. And mm-hmm. they realize that the tar- the TARDIS is slowing down and landing. And in the most amazing, unexpected place ever, they land on top of the Empire State Building in New York City. Well, 
Okay, I believe your reaction as soon as it was like, where are we? And then it cut to Lady the, Liberty, and yeah. your immediate reaction was, Because <laughs> you did not see it coming. <laughs> okay, listen, first off, that's just how I laugh when something actually surprises me. Second yeah, off, bad. fuck you. Third off, you can hear it in the commentary track. If that's your jam. Um, so there's, we see some people taking a tour of the Empire State Building, and they talk about how there's other buildings, like the Chrysler Building and the Hudson River, and the TARDIS lands in New York, and we see someone known that I, uh, called Mr. Alabama, um, sees the TARDIS then, and he's like, oh, you're making one of the motion pictures, and... Barbara's like, what year is it? And he's like, it's 1966, a year after they left, which is like, whoa, that's fantastic. Uh, no, it's not. He 1963 was... is when they left. Oh, I thought they left 1965. Nope, huh. 1963. Okay. Um, well, it's apparently not a year after they left. And Vicky's like, oh, yes, it's ancient New York. And Alabama's very confused. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? This is an ancient... Are y'all trying to fuck with me? And he's like looking and ins- tried to look inside the TARDIS a little bit. And he's like, y'all are going to be real cramped in there. Blah, blah, blah. And I was, I had the idea that I would love a companion that is an idiot fucking hick that is just amazed by everything as a companion. And they don't take him with them, but I love the idea of it. And I, I'm telling you right now, that idea would wear thin real quick. To you, maybe. And he wants to take a photo of them, so he goes and goes to go pick up his camera, turns around, and the TARDIS is gone! And then... Oh the, no! Oh no! And then the Daleks arrive, and Mr. Alabama's gonna die! And the Dalek asks to know where the crew is, and Alabama turns around again to get his camera... And he's like, they just left. Yeah, your silly movie-making things, they're gone. And he turns around to get his camera to take a photo of them, and then the Daleks are gone. And then he's like, I know you're here, and, like, trying to touch the box. And the tour comes around again, and they see Mr. Alabama acting like an idiot. And he gets the police called on him, which feels a little weird in this day and age, but, you know, whatever. Uh, the Daleks. It was the sixties. It was the sixties. If someone looked like they were having mental problems, you called the police. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what you do nowadays. Also, apparently. if someone looked, and also if someone looked black, you called the police in the sixties. What's your point? Well, you do that now as well. Apparently, yes. Nothing has changed. That's what I'm saying. Like, it just doesn't feel great. Anyway, yeah, ain't it fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> Love reality. Anyway, hey, cab. Uh, the Daleks are still chasing after the TARDIS, and suddenly the TARDIS is landing again. But this time, they're landing on a ship miniature, because of course they are. And they land on the boat, and Barbara loves sailing ships, which has never been brought up before. And she loves sailing ships, so she goes to look out at the ocean. And then one of the crew members comes out, and she's thought to be a stowaway, so she's caught by him. And he's like, I see what you're saying. Like, you just arrived here. Ha ha ha. I get it. Like, you'll see what we do to stowaways. And then Vicky comes out and sees this and grabs a fucking wooden club pin um, from the sail. I don't know exactly what they're called. Wooden and club pin. 
It's like the pin. I don't know what it's called. Um, and goes to help her and clubs the dude over the head. And then Ian comes over to help them. And Barbara's like, oh, I hear someone coming. And she's like, oh, Ian. And then Vicky fucking clubs Ian over the head. <laughs> yeah. And Ian's knocked out for the second time. <sighs> yeah. And then the Daleks uh, land on the ship after they leave. Uh, and everyone comes up and they're asking about the crew of the TARDIS. Everyone gets really scared and jumps off the ship because superstition and etc. etc. So the ship's abandoned and I don't know history. And even one of the Daleks jumps off the ship to follow someone. And they're like, ah! And then Ian is feeling better. And the TARDIS is off again, but they're still being followed. But then they find out that the Daleks are actually closing in on them. And the 12 minutes is now down to 8. So they have less time. And then that was the episode. And then it's, oh no! Oh, oh no! Oh. Remind me what oh. the name of that ship was, Cam? The Mary Celeste. Yes. Which, if anyone remembers what the Mary Celeste is, it's a famous ship where uh, it was abandoned at sea. Like, pe- the people on it were just gone. Yeah. No one um, ever knew why. It turns feel, out it's Daleks. I feel like this entire podcast is just me coming to terms with the fact that my history, uh, knowledge of history is shit. <laughs> I mean, you're gonna have to go through this knowing that, like, Doctor Who's version of history is kind of shit in a lot of places as well. Yes, but I also have American history in my head. I mean, head. they made a joke about they made a joke about Columbus in this. Yes, they did. They're like, go on, Christopher Columbus. To Ian calls Vicky Christopher Columbus's. <laughs> That's when we made the joke. We were like, Vicky's like, there's probably a city just over that <laughs> dune, and then she's like, I'm gonna go after it, and then Ian's like, oh, wait up, Christopher Columbus, and then I went, oh no. <laughs> Vicky, what are you doing to that city? Oh no! We did. Um, because it's again, Doctor Who is like very white. Yes. Um, I I guess I just a- mean like in the regard of like I just don't know things from history. I didn't know the name of the ship. I was never told the story. I mean, to be fair, it's not exactly any more like a really popular story. Okay, well, let me counter this by saying I didn't know the day that What's-His-Face in the French Revolution, like, got fucked up. Yeah, but again, it's not something that you, like... It's not something you're, like, really gonna remember exactly. Like, kids who are studying the French Revolution, they're gonna remember that. Also, the fact you didn't remember Robespierre's name is kind of telling, though, against my argument. Yes. I'm Um, just- I'm basically just saying that the American school system has failed me. And that is understandable, because it's very bad. Anyway, what's our cool facts for today, Gam? Uh, you're a piece of shit. Yeah, I knew that. Next- uh, you're also a piece of shit. Uh, I mean, I, I didn't know that one, but it, it seems pretty obvious now that I'm thinking about it. You're also a piece of shit. That one just hurt. <laughs> um, so this is one of the first and kind of few, uh, stories, uh, to include, like, humor with the Daleks. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the Daleks don't really have much humor within themselves. They're kind of like the droids from Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have much humor, but then sometimes they do. Like in this one, you have like a stammering Dalek who can't do simple mental arithmetic. Um, you have Daleks nodding their eye stalks up and down to confirm a plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you have like uh, the, the one sassy Dalek that's like, uh, uh, he's talking to another Dalek. He's like, you will wait here and uh, stay, stay at your post while I go look for the others. And then the other one doesn't respond. He turns away to start going, turns back and goes, do you understand? Ellen <laughs> <laughs> goes, yes, I understand. Mm-hmm. Like, there's little bits of humor that honestly I wish they kept throughout the series. Yeah, but no, they, that... They don't. Um, having Doctor Who be slightly more lighthearted is nice. It is, um, and it gets a lot more lighthearted, but when we get to the 70s, we get a lot more political. A <sighs> lot more political. Of course we um, do. Well, it's not, like, terrible. No, it's political. the 70s. Of course we do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of environmentalism. Yep. A lot of environmentalism. Mm-hmm. Um, also, this is the first use of the Dalek crying of exterminate. Um, previously, they mentioned extermination, and they ex- like they ordered someone to exterminate someone, but, like, mm-hmm. this is the first time it's used as, like, an exclamation or, like, a catchphrase. Yeah. Um, they also have a, a mini sort of, I don't know if it's written here if I can find it, but they have like a mini catchphrase of like, uh, victory and, uh, extermination, like, mm-hmm. it, it kind of evolves over time, they try to make it something, but it doesn't really go anywhere. Yeah. Um, anyway, hey, what happens in the next episode? Well, it's a journey into terror, and we well, see a very... Smooth. What? That's what the episode was called. Yeah, and I said it was smooth. Yeah, we see a very scary mansion setting full of dry ice and thunder, and it, and they're like, ooh, this has stairs, so we can win! <laughs> and bats and scary walls, and Vicky is an absolute little shit, and I love her to death at this point, and they start to head upstairs oh, to check things I, out. I hate I'm really upset that you like Vicky because, like, the majority of her episodes are missing. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh, well. They, anyway, keep going. She's kind of like the little kid that I, I sort of like. She doesn't have a really, like, a set age. Like, we tried to find it, and she doesn't really seem to have a set age, but... Yeah, I think she's meant to be, like, around Susan's age. So, like, around yeah. 14, 16 She ish. seems more childlike than Susan did to me, which is yeah. nice. Um... So, they start to head upstairs because the house is creepy and haunted, and the women stay behind because they're scared. Ha ha! And there's there's nothing at all to be scared about, though. Even though Barbara is obviously going to shit herself, and they kind of decide to look around and see what they can find, and they walk over to the fireplace, and the fireplace has eyes. (gasps) <gasps> and, and that's I... when we realized that they were on the set of um, <laughs> a Legends of the Hidden Temple. Mm-hmm. The, they have to go find the silver monkey. Mm-hmm. Um, the shrine of the silver monkey. The shrine of the silver monkey. The um, shrine so... of the silver monkey. <laughs> so, the, group, the blue barracudas. 
Um, Keep going. So they start walking around a little bit more, and there's a chest, and they decide to open it. And apparently it has nothing in it, but there is a boom shadow that comes across it. And I'm just like, all right. And then suddenly a skeleton drops from the ceiling on a string, and it's okay. Um, and then we see a ghost on screen, sort of, of a doll girl thing hovering around Ian. And we're not really sure what's going on. And then the doctor sees a body on an examining table, and he's like, I want to investigate that. And it's Frankenstein's monster. Cause, <gasps> did you, have you gotten it yet? Have we gotten it yet? Um, well, if you haven't, uh, he's he sits up to scare them. And then just goes back to sleep. And Aww. then with Barbara and Vicky, they meet Dracula, of course. And he says, hi, I'm Dracula. And then walks back into the door that he just came from. Do, yep. do you get it yet? I didn't get it. What is it? Don't worry about it yet. Um, Vicky is gone now. And there's like this huge scream from her. And then Barbara gets put in a turny spinny bookcase thing and gets spun around. And the doctor's like, this is a nightmare house inside of a human mind, because that's all that th could make sense. And then down at the bottom of the stairs, they find that the girls are gone, of course, because the girls are always gone. And then suddenly the Dalek ship lands and they start looking for all the humans. And there's only two Daleks that go out at this point and a door opens and the Dalek asks about the time travelers and Ian drops a, a door on them near Frankenstein, and then they sick Frankenstein on him, and then they sick Dracula on the other one, and a Dalek tries to, to zap Dracula, and nothing comes from it, because it's Dracula, and Frankenstein yeah. also comes up and starts to rip a Dalek apart, and like, literally lift it, and like, throw it in shit, and it's, it's hilarious. Pretty dope. Pretty mm -hmm. dope. So everyone jumps in the TARDIS, and starts to whoosh, whoosh, whoosh away, but, huh, Vicky's left behind, oh no, and then runs to the other time machine of the Daleks to hide in. And then we see that it was apparently a house of horrors. It was, it was, a, it was a house of horrors. Yeah, yeah. And I, mm. we'll get to that in a second. We'll get to um, it in a second. And the doctor's machine is apparently unsure uh, he'll, he's unsure when the thing that he's working on will be ready to try to stop the Daleks. And then they realize Vicky's gone. <laughs> and we shoot to the Dalek plan, which is apparently to reproduce the Doctor as a clone. And <gasps> one Dalek thinks he hears something, but doesn't find Vicky at all. And she, we do see her, however, uh, trying to hide on the ship and even use like the radio to be like, TARDIS, come in TARDIS, please help me. And, and nothing really works of it. And then she sees the clone of the Doctor and everyone gets sad. Because everyone in the TARDIS is also sad. There's apparently no way to go back and get Vicky, even if they repair anything. So they decide to just try to steal the Dalek's time machine instead that can go to any time and any place. Because, of course. And the Dalek that goes, uh, uh, is pretty good right now. Because uh, that's when he shows up. Uh, but the clone is pretty much done and ready, and the quote-unquote doctor clone comes out, they're like, yes, it's an exact replica, and it looks nothing fucking like him. Hey, 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 um, hey. If they used the same lens they used for the web planet on this, it would have looked identical. Probably. 
so the crew has landed in a swamp-looking thing, and everything seems to look alive. And the Daleks activate have activated their robot doctor, and when they zoom in um, on his face, he's actually the doctor. And he's like, yes, my plan is to separate and destroy. And we kind of noticed that there was a lot of voiceover in this one for some reason. But then that's yeah, where the episode understood. ended. Like- I don't understand why they had the the body double for this. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's not like the doctor is also on screen at the same time. Yeah, like there are very specific scenes that they could have just had the doctor, but I don't know. Um, so one thing that bothered me about this part, it was a haunted house, right? So it was fake, but the Daleks literally shot their microwave laser beams at both Frankenstein and Dracula, and Ghost Lady. And it did nothing to them, even though they were real people, because it was a haunted house. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Well, okay, well, we're at the end of the episode, so I'll explain it anyway. Mm-hmm. So, originally, Terry Nation wanted that idea that it wasn't a haunted house, it actually was the concept of, uh, uh, basically the essence of a, a haunted house all the all the nightmares all the evil in the world he literally wanted it to be like the concept inside someone's head he wanted them to land there um because it's like well they think the daleks can't land there but the daleks are a nightmare too so they can uh-huh. go there um but uh very lambert at the last minute was like eh that's a little bit too too abstract for a show like this so how about we just you know make it an actual haunted house and, like, have a little joke. And basically, he had no choice. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, boy. So, also, in that whole thing, that whole sequence, there were so many things planned to be in there, but then didn't because of time and budget. So, mm-hmm. Baron Frankenstein was also meant to be in there, but uh-huh. wasn't. But the the grey lady who's there, the one who goes, ah! Uh, she was a literal last-minute, like, decision. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I mean, I guess it's... I guess it's kind of cool. The monster for Frankenstein's monster was based upon the original design that was made for the Boris Karloff film. So it's like, they were literally just modelling it off the those original films, which mm-hmm. hadn't really come out that long ago. Um, so it kind of made sense. <laughs> Uh, anyway. Anyway. What happens in the next episode? There's another episode? There's another two episodes, at least. Oh. Well, this one's called The Death of Doctor Who. Ah, shit. Ah, fuck. It's the end of the episode. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there was a whole bunch of fucking voiceover, uh, by the way, and... They, they come out, and there's a whole bunch of tentacle-looking trees, and apparently it's a living fungus around them, and the fungus are all moving into them and closing in around them, and the ground's all foggy, but then when something lights up and a light turns on, they get all scared and like try to, to fly run away from the fungus. And so they're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Hey, look, there's a path of light over here. We should follow it. And... They're like, alright, cool. So they do, and then the Daleks have landed, and they're like, okay, we're here, and we're gonna kill any life form in front of us, because we stopped giving a fuck. And yeah. the robot is to 
infiltrate, separate, and kill, apparently. And that is the whole plan of him. So while traversing through the forest, Vicky, uh, because she Vicky! was on the Dalek ship, if you do remember, uh, is attacked by one of the fungus, and the crew has to has come to the end of their lights and stops and finds like a cave building structure and just kind of hangs out there. And it's apparently empty, even though like, just like how every building they go into seems to be empty, and then suddenly they find a thing. Have you got and a problem with that? A little bit. Uh, there's also weird metal weapons all around them, but actually it's just a really long cigarette lighter, which is something. And Barbara tries to shoot the lighter like a fucking machine gun, because of course she does. And, <laughs> and the doctor basically talks about how his machine can't work in a closed space for whatever reason, so they can't be near it. And then Vicky has found the TARDIS and the Road of Lights and starts to follow it. And she is almost attacked by another fungusy thing and lets out a big ol' scream. And Barbara knows it's Vicky, but no one else seems to care what Barbara has to say. So they all go to get Vicky. And then we see Anti-Doctor pop up and he goes to Barbara. And the Daleks are all being attacked by the fungus, too. But Ian and the, the Doctor... Among us. The fungus among us. And then Ian and the Doctor find Vicky passed out on the ground. And they know that the uh, Dalek time machine has arrived because that's the only way Vicky could have come with them. Ah. Uh, and, yeah. yeah. Barbara finds the, uh, f the, the anti-doctor and is excited. And he tells her that Ian is now dead. And Barbara yeah. needs to come with him so that maybe she can help him. Um... And she's like, oh, no, are you sure he's dead and he's not just maybe injured? And he's like, nope, he's dead. But maybe if you can do something. And so they all run out of the cave. And then the real doctor and Ian and Vicky come back and they drop off Vicky and no one knows where Barbara is. And then Vicky wakes up and tells them that there's a robot of the doctor. Oh, but if doctor is with Ian, then he's got to be the real one. Oh, because that... Yeah, that's kind of fucking flimsy, but... I, I mean, it kind of makes sense, but at the same time, it's like... In her logic, it makes sense, but also at the same time, it's like, it's not 100% guaranteed. Yeah, no, they're... No. Oh, my God. Uh, the fake doctor is still with Barbara, and is, of course, trying to kill her, because she... He fucks up saying something, I believe, and or something to that effect, and... Well, then he said... He... Ian's about to kill the doctor, mm -hmm. and then the the other doctor goes to Vicky. No, says, that was before that. Oh, it was okay. Yeah, this is when he's choking out Barbara. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Sorry, I got my scenes mixed up. No, you're fine. Um, Ian saves her, of course, and then both doctors, uh, the fake doctor, kind of fucks off for a second, but then they like try to walk back to the cave and. Both the real doctor and the fake doctor walk up at the exact same time. And they're like, I'm the real doctor. It's like, no, you're not. I'm the real doctor. You're the fake doctor. Which one do I shoot? Which one do I shoot? We just don't know. And they take the side of one of the doctors that they think. And Ian's trying to fight with the other doctor. Um, and then the fake doctor pretty much says, hey, Susan... Something, something. And then Vicky's like, fucking what? 
Well, and he goes, oh, Susan, you shouldn't watch this. This isn't going to look good. And then Barbara turns and is like, wait a fucking minute. Yeah. And they're like, hold up. So they're like, oh, wait, no. You're the fake doctor. Ian, stop trying to kill the real doctor. And My, they- my favorite part in that is, like, while Ian's fighting the real doctor, that Ian is like, how do we know you're real? And the doctor's just like, it doesn't fucking matter what I say. It seems you're already going to kill me anyway. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, And then they kill the robot doctor, and the real doctor goes, Wow, that man needs a doctor. (laughs) Okay, it wasn't that funny. Uh, I mean, to be fair, they do make that quip quite a lot throughout the show, but they kind of never... They kind of make it more in like a... Uh, in a humorous sort of way of, like, uh, someone called for the Doctor. Mm-hmm. Not in a one... Uh, not in a cool action one-liner. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was very one-linery. It um, was very much a one-liner. Because he pulls out, like, the wire that's keeping the robot alive. They, mm-hmm. He, like, make sure the robot's dead. And then he's like, hm, somebody needs a Doctor. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> <laughs> All right, Winnie the Pooh, calm down. <laughs> so they kill the robot doctor, and everyone is safe now, and they go to sleep Huzzah. in the cave. End and of the then, episode. At, what? No. <laughs> no, that's it. That's the end of all the episode. Nothing else happens. Oh, okay. Well, um, so a camera comes down from the ceiling to look at them, and I was like, "Oh no, it's the evil doctor again, isn't it?" But then everyone's awake, and they notice that when they walk outside and it's no longer dark, there's a city above them and it's fancy and pretty and nice and clean and lovely. And they're like, okay, well, why don't we head to the city? Uh, But the Daleks are all now assaulting the cave, so there's no way to get out. And they're like, maybe if we climb that cliff face. And he's like, no, it's too sharp. And then Ian and Barbara and Vicky start talking about how maybe if... (coughs) God... Maybe if the doctor pretends to be the robot doctor, he can tell them a lie no. that... <laughs> no, well, they, they like, jokingly say it, and then they're all immediately like, no, that's such a stupid plan, and mm. they're, like, discussing what to do, while the doctor just walks out and starts yeah. doing it. Yeah. And he goes out to act like the robot doctor and throw them off the trail, <laughs> and then it literally doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> they literally just not even for a second believe him. Yeah, they're like, where are the prisoners? Like, I killed them, we can go. And they're like, you're lying, you're not the real doctor, robot, whatever thing. And he's like, oh, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, they're in the cave, and they're like, oh, God, what are we gonna do? And they're like, alright, well, I guess we can maybe try to climb. And then suddenly a door opens, and there's another robot. He's big, and he's round, and he's offering them safety, so they go Pretty with sexy. them. Oh, is that the end of the episode? Yeah, it's the end of the episode. I believe that was the end of the episode. Uh, yeah, it pretty much was. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Oh, do you want some fun facts to you? Yes, I do. Th- uh. I live for your fun facts, Gam. Oh. Oh, no. That's not a good reason to live. I mean, it's a reason. That's not a good reason to live at all. That's a reason. Um... So, more things that uh, Terry Nation had 
as ideas for this series. Like, this is a man with, like, crazy fucking ideas. Like, a really creative man. Um, he had so many ideas, like sequences set in ancient Egypt, where the first great pyramids would be erected over the remnants of, de- of a destroyed Dalek. Uh, the planet Stygian, whose inhabitants mm-hmm. were invisible. And the mist shroud world of Vaporon. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, he eventually would reuse these ideas in an amazing episode called The Dalek's Master Plan, which is 12 episodes long, and unfortunately we don't get to watch it, even though it is Aww. an absolute... It is a it is an, a great episode. So many things happen in it, and one of the episodes like is meant to... was airing on Christmas Eve, or Christmas Day? Christmas Day, I believe. Um... And so their thought process behind it was, no one's going to be paying attention to the TV, so this entire episode, we're going to have nothing, no plot, we're just going to, like, basically have nothing happen, and they end up breaking the fourth wall in the end, and the Doctor looks directly at the camera and says, you too have a Merry Christmas out there, and it's Mm -hmm. lovely. Um, But unfortunately, the episode is almost entirely lost, so we're not going to watch it. Um, So many firsts in that episode as well, God. Uh, Anyway. Uh, God, what, what else? What else? Um, oh yeah, so the mechanoids, the thing that appears in the elevator, the weird blobby, spherical, cool looking thing, uh, the Fabergé egg, uh, they only appeared once in this story, um, they were, they, they weren't like intended to like appear more, it was like more of a, hey, this would be neat if we could bring them back. But uh, they had so much difficulty with the men inside them, uh, mm-hmm. controlling them. Uh, and also the fact that they were so big, they would not fit through most doors. So they were a nightmare to fucking walk around with. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that's for fucking sure. Uh, anyway. Um, what what uh, what uh, happened in the, the final episode of The Chase, dear? Mm-hmm. Did they catch up? I don't know, did they? I don't know, you're the one fucking telling me what's going on in the story. Oh, right. Uh, right, that's my job. Um, the door closes, and it's a lift, apparently, so they're going up to the city, and it's very lovely and nice. Uh, but the Daleks are upset that the cave is empty, and they're not really understanding where they went, so they're like, wait, hold on. My d- device is going off, and it says that they're behind this wall, and we need to penetrate this wall, haha. And... The crew slowly makes their way out of the elevator into this fantastical city that is totally huge and not at all a tiny, tiny model. And the big orbospheres are having a hugging contest with more boops and whips and shit. And then it tells them to enter the room by saying zero, zero, one, or zero stop or something like that. And of course that's what it means. And the doctor doesn't really like it. And he doesn't like that there's no human or animal life here. And, but they're like, but it's nice and it's clean and there's like a place to I, sleep and so I on and so forth. I do love the little character moment though when they when they're saying that they're like zero zero one corridor stop like whatever it is and mm-hmm. then Ian's like what the hell does that mean and then Barbara just turns to him and goes well it clearly means zero zero one corridor stop yes clearly like I I love the little character moments like that yes he I oh god. Sorry, I'm just reminiscing about it because there's fine. like so many of these character moments aren't in new Doctor Who. <laughs> it's fine. Um, suddenly, uh, a man comes down from the treehouse thing that's in the room with them, and his name is Stephen Taylor. 
and apparently he was in a war or something, and he has a mascot panda named High Five. And <laughs> there is apparently nothing on this planet except the mechanoids, because they are, of course, on planet mechanoid, and it was to be colonized from Earth. Uh, and they built all the robots to help colonize, but then that wound up not happening. And actually, they're all prisoners, and they're actually in a zoo where the mechanoids can look at them through some slanted blinds. And the, the Daleks are ready to get into the elevator door and penetrate and go through the door to the city. And the crew is like, what do we do? And he's like, oh, we could go up to the roof and think about it. And they're like, wait, what? And he's like, yeah. So they all go up to the roof, and there's, like, a really, really far drop. And he's like, yeah, we're allowed up here, no guards or anything, because we can't fucking get down. And then they look at this very large spool of cable, and they're like, huh. Hmm. <laughs> and, <laughs> and now the Daleks and the Big Sphere boys are in a fight, and the Daleks win. But the Doctor has forgotten his machine as they come into the room and look at the stairs and go, oh, no. As everyone climbs to the roof, and it explodes, and it kills a Dalek, going, I am exterminated. Which is hilarious. And then uh, another Dalek is pinned by a sphere. And then Vicky is really scared about the drop. Uh, and so they blindfold her and lower her slowly, which, if I'm honest, would just <laughs> scare me more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would scare the shit out of like if someone was like if I was like because I am absolutely definitely a ter- terrified of heights. If yeah. someone was like, oh well, we'll just blindfold you, I'd go, uh, fuck off. Yeah, How about no. you just push me off the edge instead? Uh huh. Um, Stephen, of course, uh, is an idiot, and he's like, wait, no, I forgot. High five, and the room is on fire. So he goes back to get it. So they all drop Vicky, and she's dead. Yep. She, she's dead. Vicky dies. Poor um, Vicky. The mechanoids go fight all the Daleks in all-out fights, and it's a battle of x-rays and fire. Mechanoids versus Daleks. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Pincers versus... Sh- Pincers versus shopping wheel carts and tricycles. Whoa! And Woo-hoo! the entire building is collapsing in on itself, and there's fire. And everyone runs away from the building as it totally, absolutely collapses... On itself. Very oh. realistically. Oh, come on. I am gonna don't, pick apart the things that be, I want to. Don't be, don't be like that. I'm going to be like that because that is my bit in this whole fucking podcast game. You brought me on here to do this. What do you think they were gonna do? Destroy that beautiful model? Yes! The BBC what already you- destroyed everything else to make room. Listen, the BBC... <laughs> Listen, Let me finish. Once, this, once the show was made, they didn't mm-hmm. give a shit about it. Uh-huh. Okay, so they are alive, and they're back at the TARDIS, and apparently Vicky's also alive. Uh, back and we're the back. Mind. And then they come back to the Dalek ship to double-check if there's any Daleks, and Ian comes out pretending to be a Dalek, and everyone's like, you're a dick! And the ship is apparently entirely empty. And then Ian and Barbara kind of realize that they can get home because the Dalek ship can take them anywhere. And Steven is apparently alive. He has like a two second bit where like he trips over and then a fungus kind of grabs at him. And then we cut back to Barbara and the doctor and Ian all arguing about how they would. There's a 50-50 chance that they'll go back to their time and how they're not really sure like what's going to happen. 
And then the doctor is... Hold on. I need, I need a sip of water. I've been talking a whole bunch. Don't mind me. Yep. Uh, the doctor is very, very angry and talking about how dare they challenge him for not trying harder to get them home in the, like the two to three years that he's been trying and blah, blah, blah. And the doctor refuses to uh, help work the machine to get them home. And Barbara and Ian walk off kind of sad. And then Vicky walks up to them and says, you know, at some point you're going to you're going to have to let him go. You know that, right? And he's like, <sighs> and then he decides to try to take them home as asked, actually. And then we see Vicky and the doctor after a bit walking out of the ship and it swoops away. And then Ian and Barbara are back home in England and it's two years into the future. And they then blow up the Dalek time machine and so well, no one could ever use it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they can't risk anyone else using it. And them. they kind of look up into the sky and go, thank you, doctor. Thank you so much. And so on and so forth. Before messing around, running around London, taking photos of themselves doing stupid things. Ian thinks he sees the TARDIS at one point, but it's just an old police box. And they jump on a bus and talk about, like, money or something. And they're like, ha 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 ha. And the Doctor and Vicky are watching them through the time television. It's very, very sad. And at this point, I kind of realized that they leave and... They leave Steven to die on the planet, and that was the end of the episode. And the next yeah. one's called The Watcher. Um, so, real quick, I want to add the scene where it pans out to see Vicky and the Doctor watching them, and the Doctor, like, says goodbye, like, really sad. Um, he kind of fumbles a bit of his words, but that's not because of any... It wasn't because of bad acting, it's because mm-hmm. he, was le- he was legitimately sad. Mm-hmm. Um... Because they they all became, they all became really good friends over the past like two two years that they had been doing it, and he was essentially saying goodbye to them, and it was like, oh oh god, that really hurt. Yeah, you you could actually feel it watching the episode and not knowing that. So yeah, yeah. So now we're just left with Vicky and the Doctor in the TARDIS, Mm -hmm. and uh, next he'll go to a place and pick up two university professors mm-hmm. um called uh brian and barbarella yes um <laughs> to replace ian and Barbara, mm-hmm. like he did with susan and vicky yes um, anyway what do you think of uh this episode are you ready for it oh it's a four isn't it it's a nine. Oh shit Let's watch it right now, then. I'm kidding. I don't. I don't. It, want, I've got so many things to do. It's a nine because it was the type of story that I enjoyed. It's the same as the Keys of Marinus, where it was like, here's it a small story. Moving. Here's a small story. We're keeping going. The theme is still the same. There's little bits yeah. of things here and there. And like, this one's ranked higher than the Keys of Marinus because a, yeah. it's got the dialogues. B, it's got like that emotional punch of Ian and Barbara. And well, I was going to say the em- rape scene, like yeah. the attempted rape scene. Yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe not so much the Daleks. The Daleks don't interest me that much. I Wow! I know, right? Oh, just you wait till we get to fucking Davros, then. Oh, boy. Um, there's that's other... When we get, like, that's when we get to, like, real ethical quandaries. Like, like the literal quandary of, like, if someone pointed out a child to you and said, that child grew up to be Hitler, uh, could you kill that child? Like, mm-hmm. that is a literal fucking... Uh, moral dilemma that they deal with on the show constantly. Oh, <laughs> and boy. it is great. Um, 
But yeah, I, I don't really like the Daleks that much. I think there's more interesting Doctor Who enemies like the, um... Fuck, were, were they called, like, the Ood or something? <laughs> Clearly they're not that interesting if you haven't fucking remember them. Yeah, you it was the called... Sen- the Sensorites? No, the Ood. Well, I the... just mean villains at this point in time, because there are, like, oh, more... Oh, yeah. There are more villains with depth, like... Uh, yeah. The Sontarans have a bit more depth. Um, well, I guess I'm, I'm going from, like, the, um, do- the Doctor Who I know, so... There's gonna, they're obviously gonna have a little bit more interest to them, but I never liked the Daleks even in my sort of Doctor Who that I watched. Really, they were just not, they were cool for an enemy, but I was just like, all right, <laughs> their thing. Yeah, they're kind of, they, they kind of, um, in the new series, they kind of don't have the same level of threat because, mm-hmm. like, the the new series suffers a lot, and they're still suffering with it. Um, has suffers a lot from what I like to call uh, end of the world story arc problem, yeah. and that the season finale is always big end of the world, uh, uh, doomsday weapon style. Yeah. Um, to the point where when they tried to do a somber ending that wasn't end of the world with the thirteenth Doctor, mm-hmm. people were kind of upset. Whereas I was like, fucking yes, great. Uh, mm. Finally, they're like trying to not have doomsday weapon because like that gets old really quickly and like it loses the urgency um to the point where the past season with the 13th doctor the season finale i watched it and it feels like a fucking parody because it feels like they went oh you want a gigantic end of the world threat ending well here have the stupidest fucking thing here's the stupidest things that we could think of here's Mm -hmm. like and here's your cliches of like at the last minute someone else saves the day uh and sacrifices themselves like it's all these stupid cliches and it's like it really feels like they they're wanting to do different things but they're trying to ease people into it and mm-hmm. the Daleks suffered because of it, because they were the main, like, end-of-the-world threat for most of those seasons. Yeah. Um, like, season one, it was... Season one's ending was great, because it wasn't mm-hmm. really, like, end-of-the-universe. It was, like, end-of-the-world to a degree, but it was more end-of... It was more end-of-the-character group. Season yeah. two, it was like, okay, you're upping the stakes a little bit too much here. It's like okay, end of the end of the world, and technically end of the universe, I guess. It will galaxy, and then season mm-hmm. three, it's like okay, Daleks is not involved. Whatever, that's a completely different kind of worms. And season four is like okay, how can we go from end of the universe? I've got it, end of reality. <laughs> it's like, I can you can you calm it down a little bit? Cause yeah, you're making you, 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 I just. The Daleks in the old series have a lot more um, complexities than the Daleks in the new series. Because the new series, they're more used as, like, these are the Daleks, they're a big threat, they, uh, they're they the bad guys, they go pew-pew, they want to end the universe. Whereas, like, there's a lot of episodes, like, there's episodes about a Dalek civil war. That's, like, mm-hmm. when when you learn about it, the Doctor's, like... All the characters are like, wait, what? How the fuck can they have a civil war? Like, what the yeah. fuck is going on in their society that causes them to have a civil war? Like, a, mm-hmm. a race completely hell-bent on universal uh, ethnic cleansing. Like, how the fuck do they have infighting within themselves to the point mm-hmm. where they're, like, committing, like, war, acts of war against each other? And, like, there are great things in the old series about the Daleks. 
the problem is the new series kind of just uses elements of it. Like, they bring Davros back in the new series, but mm-hmm. they kind of don't really do anything with him. Um, but, they do uh, They do something great with Davros in Season 9, but Season 9 is fucking... Anyway. Um, so, yeah, I like this episode. I'm sad Barbara's gone. I'm a little bit sad about Ian, but not as much as Barbara. Oh, my God. Um, Because Barbara was just, like... Very strong-willed and sassy, yeah. like her. which is which is nice that Vicky is pretty sassy. So I'm I hoping that sh- I get to keep liking her for a while. Do so. you want to know how many episodes we get to watch with Vicky before? Don't before, remind um, me, because a lot of her episodes are missing. So we only get to watch one more. Mm-hmm. And then all of the rest of her episodes are missing. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is unfortunate because one of them is like, one of them is co- is about like a planet inhabited by a matriarchal society, which is would be a fascinating thing to look back at, like how the sixties viewed uh, women and uh, women's rights and everything, and how that translated to uh, th- how that translated to it um, on the screen. And then, of mm-hmm. course, the other one is uh, the the giant Dalek episode that, unfortunately, we're not going to watch. Yeah. Uh, where so much happens in it. And then another one is them going back to fucking Troy. Like, uh, fucking... Uh, Are we just... Is is the next episode we're going to have have Vicky, and then the one after that, she's gone? Yes. Oh, God damn it! We don't even get to see her leave. No, um, and in fact, in fact, uh, we don't even like see the next episode after she's left. It's actually a few episodes after that, unfortunately. This hurts. Um, this hurts. This hurts the deer. This hurts I will say, my soul. I, I, I'll give you, I'll give you the comfort in that she does have a kind of happy ending. She falls in love. Uh, okay, well, that's something. Yeah. So it's 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 pretty pretty good. Um, but. Yeah, the next episode, the Time Meddler. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is where Doctor Who starts to kind of expand its lore to a little degree. Mm-hmm. Um, not much, and they kind of elaborate on this more. Um, but yeah, this is where Doctor Who starts to get a little bit more interesting with its lore. Not much because they don't they don't invent terms like Time Lord and everything. That yeah. doesn't get fucking invented for quite a long time still. Um, but, yeah, the the time meddler. I bet you can assume what happens there. They meddle um, with the time. How did you know? Lucky guess. Oh, okay. Um, anyway, uh, we'll see you next time. In, we'll see you um, next time. The, the time, 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 time meddler. Time, it's, uh, ta- time, time. We're going back to 1066, motherfucker! Woo! You know what happened in 1066, do you? Nope. Seriously? No, 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 you don't get to Google it. No, do you seriously not know what happened in no. 1066? No. Not off the top Ooh. of my head, no. The Battle of Hastings? Oh. I see. Do you know what the Battle of Hastings is? <laughs> uh, the Duke of Normandy and... In- English? French? <laughs> Close enough, yeah. Okay, anyway. <laughs> See you, see you later. Bye. Bye.